Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. Alright, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Hey wife, did you know that Anchor is sponsoring our show? Really? Don't we use Anchor to distribute our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Yeah, and we are on just about every other platform available as well, thanks to them. Why do we use Anchor as our podcasting service? Well, they make editing and distributing our show a breeze. 
What if one of our listeners wants to start their own podcast? Then they should head over to Anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Awesome! You guys should go do that right now! Husband! Wife! It's Saturday Q&A! <laughs> are, are we coming up with a theme song for like every fucking thing that we do? Goddamn right we are. Oh god. <laughs> Okay. How you like it? It's 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 there. It happened. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. So, do you know what our cue was? Um, I believe it has to do with what we talked about this last episode mm-hmm. with the census, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. The the questions particularly are why was the census bad? Right. Given yeah. that God, God told them to, to do it, like fucking nutty yeah. bastard. And then along with that. After um, he did it and was about to get punished, why did David choose the plague, and why was that the right choice? David didn't choose the plague. I thought. Yeah, he I thought did. God. I thought he said he, God. You know, let God choose. He did, but he didn't. I'll hmm. get into that more. Okay. And then the last question was, why did Israel have to get punished? That made right. No yeah. Sense. And like there was no reason given. Like, yeah. At all. Yeah. So I have some answers. Some of them overlap. Some of them are apologist. And um, some of them actually come from the future that we haven't read yet, but they're Ah. pertinent, so I have to reference them. Okay. So Fair enough. Spoilers, et cetera. Spoilers, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into this uh, Q&A, yeah? Ah. All right. Hey, so um, before I go any further, I have to address the fact that I did our intro song incorrectly. (laughs) So this is how it should be. Ready? Oh, God. You're going to redo it? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Q&A, Saturday, except this time it's on Friday. Yeah, no, we're going to not do that one. That's not going to be going forward. Yes, it is. No. Yes, but without the Friday part. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Because this time it's on a Friday. This time though. it's on a Friday, though. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because the um, book of Second Samuel, it ended. It didn't have five episodes It ended this a week. day soon. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to deal with the first question, okay? okay? Why was the census bad? Right. Okay. I have four answers, and I'll get into four each answers. of them. Okay. Yeah, kind of. Um, we're going to talk about God's word. Okay. Pride. War. And money and power. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Okay. So the first one is the the funnest. The, okay. The funnest. Got okay? it. Yeah. Because it has to deal with Bible-y stuff. Right. We're going to talk about Satan. What? What? Okay. Satan doesn't exist as yet. Well, as yet. As yet. Right. So in Exodus chapter 30... Um, there's a verse that spoke to God's ownership of his people. Okay. And you shall not count them except they're, you know, they're mine. They belong to me. Israel's mine. Yeah. Okay. okay. And so a man only has the right to count what belongs to him. Like you can count your sheep, you can count your coins, but you can't count people because people don't fucking belong to you. Well, what about numbers? If, you know, that book numbers. But God told him to. So but, but, I'm getting there. Uh, I'm getting there. Hang, okay. Hang on. All right, all right, hang on. All right. So Israel doesn't belong to David. Israel belongs to God. And it was up to the Lord to command accounting. And you're going to say, but, but God did. did command accounting. Yeah. 
But here's the thing. In First Chronicles, which yeah. we haven't got to yet, okay. and we won't for a couple, uh-huh. it suggests that it was Satan that moved David's heart to number the people. Oh. And in some translations, it says that he, quote unquote, moved David's heart. And yeah. in others, it said um, that it... It, there's there's um, some translations that wor- use the word he and some use the word it. Okay. So it's unclear whether there was God moved David's heart or something else moved David's heart or Satan moves David's heart. But First Chronicles chapter 21 apparently suggests that it was Satan that did it. Okay. And apparently um, when we get to Chronicles, it's going to retell some of the shit that we've already read, but from a... a Gody God God religious point of view instead of a um, fact finding mission like what we've had. Okay. Okay. Well, it, it bothers me a little bit. Like you know, like there's all these retranslations of the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Why, if 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 we're talking about translations, mm-hmm. why don't they make their translations consistent throughout their Bible that they translate? Well, because. Um there are words that don't conjugate well. They okay. don't conjugate to English. Okay. Um, I forget one of the words that they they particularly pointed out in one of the things that I read. It, it doesn't conjugate to something that is clear who is doing the action. Okay. So this gets into grammar, right? Right. And we're talking about a thing that was written in another language sure thousands of years ago no and i get that and like i understand that that's part of the issue right mm -hmm. but at the same time you're talking about people are are rewriting this bible in their their why can't they be like hey look there's an inconsistency here and we're not sure if this is this way or that way so let's just go with the consistent well because you'll get you'll get one Bible, like the King James is the most famous one because that's like where everything stopped and came to an end or what the fuck ever. Sure. The King James version um, for ages was just like the end all be all and everybody just agreed. Right. Right. But then when they started doing other translations so that dum-dums like me and you and average folk could start reading it. Right. That's when all these other translations came out and people are like, wait, hold on a second. And then also as they try to make it more readable, it gets translated again. Got it. So we're never going to come to a consensus on what it says because we can't know. Right. Because there was arguments a thousand years ago as to what it said. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now we're just, you know, a thousand years later with with more arguments about what it says. Yeah. And when you get people who live by the King James, that's the end-all, be-all. Right. And right. most um, Baptists and Catholics, some of them, well, Catholics, when they don't use their own Bible, they'll use the King James because the King James is the closest Got it. to, like, old school. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they have their own Bible, but you would not, it would not be surprising to find them with a King James version. Got it. Because it, it's Similar. so... It's, Minus it's the Catholic so, bits. Yeah. But it's still, like, so perfect to them. Okay. Wh- for whatever reason. Got you know it. what I mean? It's just, like, you're old and you use thou and... The. The. So right. you're great. Yeah. Shakespearean wonderfulness or Makes what the fuck much, ever. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. So um, that was the first explanation, okay? Okay. Was God's word. Sure. And so we don't know what that's about. Got it. Okay? Yeah. The second answer to the question is pride. Joab questioned David's motive. Like, remember when he came up and he's like, the fuck? Why are we doing a census? This makes no fucking sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, So Joab was questioning David's motive behind the counting, suggesting that David was guilty of vanity and vainglory. Okay. And that he thought maybe, it suggested that he thought maybe that doing a count was a way for David to take credit for how Israel had grown and prospered during his reign. Mm. You know what I mean? Because... Um, when the numbers came back, yeah. they were so increased. Right. And that, you know, obviously is like, look how much I've grown this place, hey? hey? Right, right. So that speaks to his pride. Okay. So that's one reason that he might have. I'm, I'm assuming increased over the count that was done in numbers because mm-hmm. that was the last yes. time an official yes. count hypothetically has been done? Correct. Okay. Correct. So it would be, in spite of all the wars that we've done and all of the um, nations being against each other and coming apart and then coming back together, look what I've done. I mean, let's not mention the hundreds of years that have passed since that last fucking census. Yeah, let's not. Let's not. (laughs) So here's the third reason. War. David desired the increase of the nation, as any leader would. But he probably wanted to measure the size of his army to know if he had enough force to conquer a neighboring nation. Right. Which, I mean, that's just good military sense, right? Sure. So one of the notes is that the information delivered to him was not the actual population. It was only the men fit for military service. Well, they kind of said that in the chapter two. Like they said it was men of military age. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's one of the notes. Right. So that really leans strongly toward why he might have wanted this information. Sure. It was, the census was being used as a tool for the draft. Right. You know? Yep. So um, the fourth reason was maybe money and power. Because... um, the census was also a tool used to exact taxes okay. and for kings to measure their power and manipulate and coerce based on that power. Got it. So I think it was probably reasons two, three, and four. Right. Leaving yeah, Satan like right out. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that doesn't really answer the question, why would God make him do this and then right. um, be like... Well, now I'm mad at you for doing right, yeah, this. Right, yeah, no, that made no sense. But the the point is that it might not have been God that told him to do it. Right. Or um, there were some apologists saying that God allowed um, Satan to move his heart to do this, to to use him as a tool. Oh, okay. This, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I I'm struggle with this. You. Like, if you're an all-powerful God, mm-hmm. why would you, A, one, like, the, fir- the first thing that you do is you're creating a an entity, an evil entity, mm-hmm. that has power over your people mm-hmm. to co-opt them and, and fight your will, right? Yeah. You're, you created this thing, okay? Mm-hmm. And then also, you then allow them to actually do the bad things to people that are your people? But it's supposed to... Okay, I'm going to take the side of the um, explainer here. Okay. 
Um, this is not my perspective. This is the perspective of somebody who would explain this to sure. us. Okay. okay? Yeah. So please don't take this as me yeah. saying this is how I feel. Got it. Okay. So um, the answer to that would be that he has allowed this other entity in and gives him the room to come and go and to do bad upon his people to hone and shape them. Okay. To to force the people to learn and to be better and to prepare them, you know, for the great whatever. So his answer to honing and shaping is to kill 70,000 of them. Yes. Okay. And I'll get into that actually in a minute. Got it. So um, that's going to be in in the why did Israel get punished portion right, of right. our discussion here. Okay. Okay. So um, they also, a lot of the um, sources that I checked yeah. mentioned Job, the book of Job. Are you familiar with what happens in the book of Job? Not really, no. Um, I haven't read it, so this is all secondary. But basically what's going to happen in the book of Job is that God and the devil... Like, literally. Yeah. Um, they make a bet where the devil is like, this guy Job is so up your butt in love with you. I bet if you give me the room to fuck his shit up, that he will stop right. praising you. Okay. And so, um, he the, the reason that this is mentioned is because Satan has to ask permission of God, may I please fuck with your guy? Right. And then God, because he's an asshole, does grant that permission. Yes, you may. The only stipulation being you can't kill my guy. Okay. So three different times, the devil, like, wreaks complete havoc. I mean, he causes him to lose his family. He causes him to lose his livelihood. Good Lord. Um, by the end, I think he's, like, blind and crippled and stuff. Wow. And still... The whole time he keeps praising God. So God is a smug fuck by the end and is like, right. see, my guy still loves me. Nah, nah. What a, I mean, yeah, that's just I have, that's such bullshit. I have very big. Pro- a lot of people have very big problems with Job. Right. With, with not the book. With Job, right, not yeah. Job the person. The book of Job. Right, right. Because it's like, how could you do this? And then, of course, apologists will come in and either say, you know, well, it's just um, a parable. It didn't really happen. Mm. It's a story. Or they'll say, you know, God is all powerful and has his reasons. <laughs> right. And either way, those are unacceptable. Yeah. The parable sucks and God is a dick. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> those are my responses. But the reason that that book is brought up is in order to show that if... um Satan moves against man, such as in the case where he might have um, pushed David to do the census, he had to have permission from God to take this action. Got it. But they failed to cover that bit, so. But it does mention that in 1 Chronicles, when we get there, that it will say that Satan is the one who... Got it. um, Pushed. Right. Yeah, pushed... um, David to do the census. Okay. So right. I, I apologize. I don't normally do spoilery things where we get into books we haven't read yet, but the answer to this question is was, tied yeah, up. I got it. And shit we haven't read. Okay. So the next question is, um, why did David choose the plague? And 
you your argument was well he didn't he said just leave it in god's hands right right yeah well by saying that he said please let me fall into the hand of the lord that actually meant that he chose the plague because and and actually this makes sense okay the other two options the king and his family would be insulated from danger okay like in the case of war his own personal safety was in no danger Because there was an ordinance preventing him from going into battle. So he would have been fine, right? In the case of famine, his own wealth would have secured his and his family's own support. You know, they would have been fine. Um, David knew after all the information from the census came back and he was like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Right. Right? Yeah. And then he's like, oh, fuck, God, I'm sorry. I fucked it all up, didn't I? And God's like, yeah, you fucking did. So choose the punishment, one, two, or three. And he says, um, I I choose the one that is That putting, I could be affected by. Yeah, that I'm putting myself in your hands, not the hands of other men. Got it. So David knew that he had to expose himself to the chastisement of God. So this was like a, a test of his heart and his ability to think through and blah 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 got it okay okay and pestilence was the only one that would have exposed david and his household equally to the ravages of plague along with all of his subjects right so he did choose the plague and apparently that was the correct answer okay so i'm not saying that i necessarily um see where they're pulling all this from but I I get the logic. Okay. Okay. Sure. How do you feel about that answer? Uh I find the whole explanation very unsatisfactory based on what we read. Yeah. But, you know, I I, I can I can accept the fact that this is part of a bigger book mm-hmm. and okay, there's other sections, but to the best of my knowledge of what the Bible is, is it's a bunch of fucking rewrites from people who want to make it sound differently because they have different agendas at different times, and then the book was thrown together. Yeah. So, to me, the the story just seems like absolute bullshit. Yeah. And, and not only that, but it was preceded, the previous two chapters, by fluffing up this motherfucker, mm-hmm. and then just right into, oh, they fucked up, let's kill a bunch of people. Right. I'm like, what? wait, what? Yeah. God hasn't killed a bunch of people in a while. Like, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's just like, eh, 70,000 dead. Yeah. And why? Just why? Like, I mean, I, I get it. You gave us why. But well, it's still stupid. You're asking the next question, which is the third question we had. Why did Israel get punished? Right. Okay. Yeah. So um, the verse was, the Lord's anger against Israel flared again and incited David to number Israel and Judah. Okay, that's that's the verse. Okay. Like, God's anger, he was mad again. I, okay? I see, but it was hard to tell whether he was mad at Israel or the fact that David did the count. He was mad at both, and we are not given to know why. Okay. And this is the only question that I could not even find a halfway satisfactory answer it is all apologist. No, no actual answers. No actual or answers references from the Bible or, references. or whatever. Like, there's not even any kind of supposition. Well, in the times, blah 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 blah. Um, it it just what I could find basically was everybody is in agreement that God was angry with the whole nation for some undisclosed reason. Okay. And so, thus, God permitted David to fall into the sin 
of doing the count so that he could then... It's like basically he gave the guy rope to hang him and his nation with. I guess. But, like, it just sounds like they're... they're, They they wanted to kill a bunch of people. Because it it sounds to me like God initially... You know, he he punished David for a census. Mm -hmm. And let's just assume... Let's assume that maybe... The, the devil influenced his first decision to take the census, and that's why God came back and was like, fuck you, which one are you picking? Plague, okay, here it is, right? Right. Okay. Well, it doesn't sound good to just kill 70,000 Israelites out of nowhere. So this is where they have to come up with a fucking reason. And I don't know that... Now, I could come up with a reason right off the top of my head, and I could say, yeah, those fucking Israelites are fickle motherfuckers, and they decide that they one day want to worship God, and the next day they want to worship some other fucking thing. And they're and, always warring at each other. Yeah, and they're always warring at each other. So right. sure, I can come up with a reason, but there was not a fucking reason given. Right. And that's what's bullshit here to me. Right. Is We're just supposed to either go along with, well, it's not ours to know. We can't have all the answers. Right. And it's God's plan, blah, blah, But no, blah, blah. fuck that. This is God's word. You can give me the answer. Right. God should give me the answer. God should tell us why these people are being punished like that's part of the explanation as to why you act why you should have to give a fucking reason why you killed 70,000 people other than somebody counted some people right that that's bullshit right well there are suggestions that he was mad at the nation for other stuff which may have included all that fickle bullshit and sure. warring yeah but He's mad at the nation, and we don't know specifically why. And that's what I'm taking issue with here. Right. Is that we don't know why. We don't know why, but, I mean, you just guessed why. Sure. And it makes perfect sense. I will grant you that 100%. But when you're talking about killing this many people and trying to explain why God killed this many people, there should be at least the briefest fucking sentence saying why. I agree. There's also the fact that um, today, particularly Americans, um, we are outraged at the idea of being forced to suffer for the guilt of somebody else. Right. Like, we believe that we only have to suffer for our own sins or whatever. Sure. Like, don't punish me for what somebody else fucking did. Yeah, it's the, you know, teacher punishes the whole class is yeah. bullshit syndrome. Yeah. You know, which I agree with. Like, I think that's totally, bullshit. Totally, totally. And, and, but in the biblical perspective, um, that time period, their worldview was that we're all interconnected and each one's sin um, impacted the entire community. Right. So. Which is why they would take out fucking psychics and stone them in the streets. Right. Because they're like, oh, fuck no, not in my neighborhood. Right, exactly. And um, so, I mean, it kind of gets back into that early on. I don't remember what specifically we were discussing, but it was um, very much the they were depend- interdependent, not just dependent, but interdependent upon each other for survival. Right. And so they had to keep each other on the up and up. And they had to be involved in each other's bizwax. Sure, sure. You know? Yeah. And so from their perspective, one sin, they all sin. And they accepted that. We don't accept that today because we feel like we are not interconnected. We feel like 
man, I can go get my groceries by myself in my car with my keys and the gas that I bought and I can come home to the house that I paid for and what my neighbor does has nothing to fucking do with me. I wouldn't even recognize him on the street, right? Like we have zero, zero interconnectedness. Right. I, and I get the the use of interconnectedness as far as punishment because you know let's let's take a community like ours and let's say that something happened um where there was some sort of an incident that had to do with um you know like a a race relation of some type because we live in a very white um christian backward ass not backward ass but kind of backward ass it's a classy backward classy backward ass community right and you know at some level, the community has to take responsibility if something were to happen mm-hmm. to somebody because of how we are as a community, right? Like, right. The, you have to take some communal responsibility for mm-hmm. things that go wrong because of the community. And It's like when you get people that say, oh, I can't believe that happened here. This is not a town where mm-hmm. stuff like that happens. And it's like, well, but it is though. Right, yeah, I can see how that could happen right i absolutely could like if you ask my neighbor because they've never seen it they would say oh that kind of stuff doesn't happen here right but if you ask me and you who are progressive and liberal like that's bound to happen here at some point if yeah it hasn't it hasn't yet but it's absolutely not shocking that it has at this point right right so so i mean i I understand communal responsibility mm -hmm. but at the same time you know i also don't want to be punished for the whole group because I don't consider myself part of this community. You know, like I don't want to be part of this community. I, well, it's kind of like, um, okay, let me give a different example. The community that we do belong to is progressive and liberal. Yeah. And so when Al Franken, um, when we found out that he had made some sexual innuendos, our entire community Of liberals, not our neighborhood that we live in. Right. But the the community that you and I have fostered through uh, the news that we can consume and the online groups that we speak with and and the friends and family that our community. Yes, Yes. our community. Um, We were very dismayed and disheartened, and some of us went so far as to say he needed to step down and blah 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 and kind of took it overboard, but. We were very hurt when somebody in our community, you know, did something that we didn't approve of. And, and we punished them accordingly. Right. And we, but we didn't mind as much our, our community taking that hit because yeah, yeah, that was wrong. Right. We have to stand by our, our, you know, what we, what we stand for, we have to stand by it. Sure. So. Sure. So I think that it's not a matter of we don't want to be punished for wrongdoers in our community I think it's less that so much as that we want to be allowed to choose what our community is. Right. Because I'll be goddamned if I'm going to be punished for anything that happens in this town. <laughs> right. You know, that's that's some bullshit. I don't believe in that. Yeah. But you have to be careful with that because then you get like the not all men and the not all white people. And you don't want to be that guy either. Right. You know. But you also, like, I think that if you're going to not accept communal responsibility, you have to have done something to fight it, which, you know, you there you and um, our kid went out to the Black Lives Matter protest that was here in our town. Which was amazing. Right, which was amazing. And, I mean, you know, like, there's not a lot of opportunity in a small town that we live in to do things like this, but, 
I feel like we would and are on the right side of things when there is things like that available. I mean, I don't want to pat myself on the back too much. Like, one, well, no, but like I, mean, I said, there's not a lot of opportunity. No, no I know. But, I'm just saying, like, I don't want anybody to get the wrong impression, like, that I did one march, so I'm an awesome white person. No, but, we, I mean, like, we got together with our local Democrats and had a, you know, right. voting, or not a voting party, but, like, a, a debate party, and, you know, we try to keep in contact with people in the neighborhood um, that we're friends with that are that Democrat and liberal and philosophy. stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, we do what we can do right. to maintain who we are in this community as much as we are able to. I do call out racism, which is probably going to get me caught <laughs> shot one of these days. Right, right, yeah. But I'll, anyway, nev- I'll just never forget that one time when I was in CVS and a guy in aisle over was talking about somebody... Um, they needed to go back to their country, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I didn't even catch the whole thing. And I was like, you know, we're not all um, sharing your belief. Some of us over here are fine with people just being people and living here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it was like crickets. And then everybody got real quiet because it was kind of <laughs> crowded that day. But I was like, I mean, I'm not going to change you. I'm not going to make you not be racist, but I am going to make damn sure that you don't say that shit. Right, like, right. Like, not acceptable, buddy. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyway, that's way off topic. Right, we're on a tangent the, here. The whole point, though, is that I think maybe we don't mind being held accountable for our community as long as we get to decide what that community is. Right, which they obviously had no control over. Right. Because different times. Right, you know? right. So... so I don't know. I I certainly don't want to be held accountable for what America does because I'm, like, not on board right now with how America's behaving. Right. Yeah, that's, I mean, like, yeah. No, we're we're definitely putting out our, you know, flags like, hey, hey. Not us. We don't agree. Yeah. We don't agree. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, sorry. Sorry about all that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So those are the answers to those questions to the best that I could find. I, I don't know that they were really answers. It explains why they happened, but I'm not satisfied with the uh, the outcome of that chapter and those those book those, those, no, those chapters there. But it did set us up for expectations of what we are going to come across in future reading. Right. And I think it did invoke some interesting dialogue here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I don't know that I've ever thought about. Um, like, I'm that kid that's like, no, I'm not getting punished for other people. Period. Right, right. And it never really dawned on me, but what, how would I feel the same if I got to choose my community? Right, right. You know? And, and well, so, I think, I think you already answered that. Yeah. You, you will stand up for what's right within your community and, yeah. and, and accept that maybe sometimes we do have to punish people in it. Yeah. So, yeah. But, again, it still boils down to punishing people, not the entire community. Yeah, that's true, because, like, I don't want to get punished for what Al Franken did. But, and, and I don't even think what he did was, like, horrible. And, oh, I'm probably going to get dragged well, let's, by... Well, let's look at it this way, though. I think that the reason, you know, students get punished communally, right? Mm-hmm. As a group, right? Yeah. Um, let's say somebody does something wrong, right? In, mm-hmm. that, in that class. And the teacher's got their back turned, right? Mm-hmm. When they turn around and say, you're all going to go to, you know, lunch detention... Well, nobody's standing up and saying, it was this guy over here, generally speaking. No, I know. That's so generally fucking speaking. frustrating. So, you know, I'm not saying that it never happens, but I'm saying, generally speaking, nobody points out the person that actually did it and says, wait, we didn't do anything. It was just them. Yeah. You know, so they're communally punishing because probably through 
time and time again, this happening over and over and over again, mm-hmm. they know that nobody's going to like argue it. Yeah, no. Well, no one's gonna stand up and say this person did it, right? Or or offer up the person because, on a plate, you know? Because snitches get stitches. Right, right. So teachers probably are just lazy and saying, "Well, fuck it. I'm just gonna punish y'all because I'm not dealing with this bullshit." You and, know what? And, and and I don't agree with it exactly, but I also kind of understand it. So. I hate it because um, I have such a personal problem with it because my mom was that way. Like, if me and my sister were um, arguing over something and, like, if I'm... Nine times out of ten, I was just trying to read my book and be left alone. Right. I just wanted to be left alone and I had already cleaned my part of the room. Yeah. You know, because I'm a reader. I'm an organizer. I just want to organize my shit, lay on my bed, read my book... Don't nobody talk to me. Sure. My sister was always bothering me, right? And, like, when I would go and tell my mom, it was, you kids get along. Right. Well, what, that, I mean, I don't want to equate that to the years later I'm being told, find something in common and hug a Nazi. Like, but it's the same fucking concept. Right. I don't want to get along. I want to be left alone, and I don't want to find something in common with a Nazi. I want to not hug them. I yeah. don't care if we both like vanilla ice cream. They're racist pieces of shit who suck. Exactly. And in school, I don't want to stay in at recess. I want to go either outside and play or read my fucking book. Right. So, right. anyways. Yeah, moral of the story, don't hug Nazis. Yeah, and, uh, and also I have problems. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I don't know that we accomplished anything, but we talked about a lot of stuff. We did. So there's that. I enjoyed the conversation. The conversation was good. Yeah. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it too. That was a Q with no A's, but lots of A's. Right. Well, I mean there was A's, but not you know not good ones, not satisfactory ones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, tomorrow I believe we have uh, two episodes coming out. Yes. Correct? Yes, it will be the Second Samuel wrap up as well as oh what's the other one? The contradictions episode. Oh yeah, done. yeah, yeah. The you're always wrong. Contradictions episode. Yeah. It, no, I'm telling you it's <laughs> you're always wrong. That's what it's called. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see you guys tomorrow for one, both, or none of <laughs> the episodes, whichever you decide on, I guess. All right. And uh you guys have a great whatever. Yeah. All right. Bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh, my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. 
Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.